2: Splish, splash,
3: I was taking a bath. All about a Saturday night. I took a bath over the weekend. I thought about this song. Rubbed up, just relaxing in the dub. i figured everything was all right. Oh, When I stepped out the dub, I put my feet on the floor. I wrapped a towel around me, and I opened the door. And then, a splish, splash, I jumped back in the bath. Well, I was I to know that there was potty going on? Did you ever dance to the... What is it? Not Dance Dance Revolution, but it's another video game dancing game that there was a it was a crocodile and he had and he stood up on his hind legs and he danced this song and he was in the tub, and then he would get out of the tub, and then you had to follow his dance moves. Hey guys, welcome to
2: page seven. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> What's up?
2: I, I I can't talk because I'm busy googling this because I thought I knew every dance video game.
3: There's a it's some sort of crocodile, or um, it's a uh, or maybe I'm thinking of a. I just remember a crocodile dancing to it somewhere. If you hear this and you know what I'm talking about, please let me
2: know. It looks like there is a some Wii workouts and also just dance kids both have crocodile avatars. I'm not sure if that's what you're thinking of. I believe of. it's one of the I think it is one of those. Could be a Wii workout. Yeah, I think it was a Wii
3: workout that I used to do when like the Wii workouts first started. Back I'm talking back in the day when we were doing, you know, like the boxing and I would I would Puff and puff because I was doing the boxing.
2: Damn, you're making me want to play a dance video game right now.
4: I mean, what are the go-to's? What are we talking about? Are, were you a Dance Dance Revolution nerd, or are we talking more just like um, just dance and all the connects? You stuff? talking
2: to me because yeah. I was the Dance Dance Revolution. I didn't get to do it at arcades enough, but if I could have been, I would have been that freak at the arcade that everyone turns their heads and is like, "Whoa, whoa, (laughs) what? Well, I just like, just stop and flail my feet around. I was really good. There's only a few things I've ever gotten very good at in my life. Dance Dance Revolution. I can't imagine that's true, but please continue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, were you, like that thing where you're like, you start at something, you know, I tried piano, didn't get that good at it. I tried bass guitar, got meh, okay at it. I tried trumpet, I got really good at trumpet because of the ska interest. And, uh, you know, so, so Dance Dance Revolution is one of those things. I started it wasn't that good at first, and I kept at it. And boy, did I get good at Dance Dance Revolution. I would invite my friends over, I'd ask them to play, and nobody wanted to play with me because I was too good. Dude, <laughs> I wish. How did you get so good at it, though? You would just go to the arcades? No, I had a, a an at-home, it was a PlayStation 1 game, and you could buy a <gasps> mat that you plugged in. So I had it in my basement, and I would just spend hours playing Dance Dance Revolution by myself in my basement.
4: So yeah, we did an episode on dance dance revolution for and the Bruiser. Got the whole history of it and everything. But what's most interesting about DDR is its community. I'm surprised you didn't have a guru. Because <laughs> a lot of DDR is getting shepherded in by a guru because it's not it's not actual dancing, would Whoa. you say?
2: It is it is not. It's no, not. I've dancing. always wanted to be a dancer. I ended up as an actor and that was really my kind of second choice craft. I always wanted to be a dancer, but I just never it just never worked out, and so that you, you was my outlet. You got too
4: confused by what dancing was by picking up <laughs> a was... game called Dance Dance Revolution, <laughs> and then not actually ever dancing because it's all really about just getting those tootsies on on those uh, pad points very specifically and bizarrely. I feel like you were talking about
3: about this as if you were not good at this game, Holden. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume. terrible at this game. Maybe I'm making an ass out of Mimi. <laughs> I'm making an ass Mimi. But are you bad at Dance Dance Revolution?
4: I'm fucking horrendous at Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> I'd love to watch you try. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, and I've watched a lot of document, I mean, obviously in preparation for the episode, but also just out of a bizarre curiosity, because you watch these people and there's these handrails behind them and they lean back on the handrail and essentially their legs just sort of do this, like their legs act as uh, two fingers, (laughs) really, just kind of poking around on these pads, and they're all very slender.
3: I know that you did a whole episode on this, but please uh, just enlighten me if you could. As some person that is, I've only played Dance Sense Revolution once, and I did definitely make a video of Henry's first time on a DDR in public, and he looked like, um, what do you call, oh, like a, like a flamingo, but after the Queen of Hearts <laughs> has already used the flamingo Right, for as the <laughs> but you, Are you supposed to use the pipe behind you kind of or a I lot of people do
4: it's definitely optional you know but i would say that it is a thing that like a lot of pros use because their arms and everything tire out completely and you know or or, or i'm sorry their legs and everything tire out completely from being up on their feet at all times they need to put some of that weight somewhere and have a little control also they Flinging themselves around so much to so fly right off the pad.
2: <laughs> it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. I, see, we didn't, there wasn't in Dubuque, Iowa, there wasn't an arcade that had it. And so the first time I saw someone play it, I think we were on a school trip. And I guess I'll call him my guru. He was like a real fun nerd who was in the comedy the high school comedy group with me who was like a real kind of uh, velour dragon shirt type of kid Ooh. who he was the first one who did dance dance revolution in front of me and he was like real he was the real deal i was good at it but i was never like you know oh, I you're was saying a, your guru was a jamie kennedy type is this where it all harkens they, back it might to have been a, a bit of a Jamie Kennedy. Situation. <laughs> <laughs> And so I saw it in an arcade But then I was like, I must have it And then I got the home version But I never got to show off my skills in the arcade It was just a private, um, you know, joy
4: I, I'm glad it was that you never actually did Because I think that you may have And I, I, I trust that you were skilled, Molly But I think you may have been severely disappointed By the competition
2: Whoa! Uh-huh, you're saying that I wasn't that
4: skilled <laughs> It's like when I play fighting games And I don't play anyone real, and I'm like, wow, I'm really good at this game. And then I go play against
2: someone else, and they're like, no, no, no. You are
4: very bad at it. I don't think
2: I could have been in a documentary.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I play anyone
2: in pool at a pool hall
4: that is not someone I know... (laughs) <laughs> uh, we are going to be reminded of how fucking bad we are.
3: <laughs> yeah, but that's why everyone loves to play pool against me. If you want to look really good, no matter what your skill is, play pool against me. I am the worst. I am like laughably the worst pool player, but also very, very frustrating because I refuse to get better at it. And there was a time period when I was I was like, I'm going to be a pool shark, but I don't have the savvy for it. And also I don't have the length for it. I know that you can get up and you can do sexy and you can side strut on the side of the pool table, but I've always been too fat and I was always too scared that the pool table was going to fall over.
4: Right. <laughs> Which would be quite embarrassing. I didn't want to put
3: half of my ass up there and be like, oh, let me just slide this big old meat patty up here. It's more than
4: it <laughs> then becomes a slide and you end up rolling off of the slide. I think that's the embarrassing part, right? Is actually the yes. the awkward roll that you then have to make to <laughs> once it breaks. And sprawl onto the floor. There's a lot of physics going on that just lead towards absolute 100% maximum embarrassment.
2: It's al- It's also, it's hard to look. I think that it's like you can imagine that you might look, one could imagine that one might look sexy doing like a, a lean on a pool table, you know, or like a backwards or like a, mm-hmm. but I think that it's actually... Uh, I always feel like a like a small child trying to like crawl onto a table to get yeah. a cookie or something. You know, yes, it's like your yes. feet are up in the air, you're all splayed. You know, it's not actually that. Ah, ah, <laughs> 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 Which is essentially the se- also the
3: sound I make like a little pig in my kitchen every time I need to get to one of the higher up shelves because <laughs> uh, I refuse <laughs> to get out the stepladder. So I'll hoist myself up on the counter and just go. Ah, ah. So if you hear that sound, you know Jackie's in trouble and she's hunting for truffles. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I feel great and uh, I—it it is Just Dance on Wii that I was referring to. It is not the song Splish Splash. It is a different song. I was just <laughs> dreaming of the crocodile in pants. <laughs> You know, it's like a, I feel like dancing games can also be a fever dream, like when you hear a song that was on rock band and it's like, oh, man, I remember I don't know this song anywhere else except for playing it over and over on rock band um, because I was never good at rock band except if I was singing Fleetwood Max Go Your Own Way. Other than that, I was horrible at it. But I remember, Holden, the year that you had it set up in you and Ben Kissel's apartment yes. and you forced us to play
4: yes, every constantly. night. Yeah, yeah, there was just constant rock band. Our roommate, Kep, loved us for it, too. He couldn't get enough of trying to go to sleep for his 9-to-5 job and hearing us just so loudly playing the same songs over and over again. Fucking Mr. I don't even what, behind blue eyes or whatever it was at 2 in the morning. Oh, God. I, do, you ever, do you remember the movie PCU? When he's talking about uh, David Spade's character and he's talking about how awful he was to have as a roommate. And then there's that flashback where the real terror was actually him. He would come in hammered and like make his life a living hell all through freshman year. Right? Yes. He's like, yeah, right? And 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 I, I just, one, I need to send Kepa a card is what I'm saying. I need to send him a card. And let him know that it really was traumatizing what we did to him in that apartment. Because he definitely was very professional. Definitely got to work at, right on time every morning at 9 a.m. Yeah, but and isn't it fun you
3: can abuse the patience of a roommate? We
4: partied so Think of so all the years loudly.
3: when you were young that you abused the patience of
4: someone that you lived with. And just going like, sorry. That was And mean. you buy him a bottle of whiskey. We'd show up with like 10 people deep. On a fucking Thursday, you not know, even on like o'clock a o'clock in the morning. Yeah, when the
2: bars closed. I was at oh, yeah. I was always at your guys' house on a Sunday because it was after round table. But it yeah. was like, yeah, why not just stay at your guys' house till two thirty in the morning on but a Sunday night? Someone's trying to sleep.
4: <laughs> Usually someone's trying to sleep. It, it's so crazy. I, it just chain smoking. Two in the living room, <laughs> and he had horrible
2: asthma. Horrible asthma, chain soaking inside of the apartment.
4: But he never cleaned. Man, we were That's the day I would even huh?
2: Guys, I
4: was the only one that cleaned. I
2: have a friend. I have a friend who I need to also. Uh, do send a card. I had been thinking about how I was the bad roommate. The two two weekends in a row, the first, uh, me and my friend uh, had made um, caramel apple teenies because we wanted to make regular apple teenies, but we could only find caramel apple schnapps. And Ooh. so we were like totally hammered just making caramel. And this was in a dorm room, a college dorm room, my sophomore year of college. So, a very much a shared room. You know, I had my half. And we were just like, I guess, just very sloppily making caramel apple teenies, getting caramel apple teeny everywhere. And so I got a call from her, like, I don't remember if it was that night or the next day. She was like, Can you come clean up the caramel apple teenies? And then the next week, <laughs> the next Saturday night, my extremely uh, weird actor friend had for some reason brought a pig skull. Um, into the dorm and for our pre-party, and then we were getting hammered with the pig skull. Left the pig skull in the room, went out and continued to get hammered. And I got a call later that was like, "Can you come get your pig skull?" And it was just like gradually escal- escalating. I was a real piece and at the time. I was like, "You're so uptight," and now I'm like, "I need to send you a card." <laughs> You're so uptight, man. It is
3: just. I'm sorry not to go down reminiscent hole zone over here, but it really there are times when I'm just like, man, we use to be so fun. We used to be so crazy. And they're just like, man, we were um horribly obnoxious. Uh. <laughs> what a nightmare I was to live with. Just, <laughs> just walking I, I would be out hammered until 3 o'clock in the morning and then I'd wake up at 5 a.m. to go to work and just always pissed off. Yeah. Always angry about it. <laughs> Give me another appletini. Caramelize it. That's what I started saying every time I get home from work to poor Jeff. Jeff, carbonize it for me. <laughs> Turn into the work witch. Um, but I love that. Then, yes, we used to be horrible. Uh, you know, I just, I was thinking about this the other day because I've had an open bottle of wine for like three weeks in my uh, fridge, which you're not supposed to do. But don't worry, it was a $5 bottle of wine. And I hadn't finished it yet. And I was like, remember back in the day when I would look at a bottle of wine and be like, How did I not finish? Like I sit down and drink an entire bottle of wine and that's just simply not the case anymore.
2: I was even just complaining because I can't drink White Claws anymore. I'm too old for White Claws. Yeah, I'm drinking a White Claw right now and it's a real gamble. Half the time I drink a White Claw, I feel like shit afterwards.
3: Horrible shit, even after a couple. And yet, you know, we're just chasing the dragon, baby. Chasing the dragon in the same way, that Chits Creek was chasing an unbelievable dragon that they didn't think that they could capture. I don't care about the Emmys anymore. I will say that straight up. But what I am happy for is that Chits Creek got nominated across Hell the board. Yeah, dude. Best comedy series, also all four of them got their own nominations. I just I, I've never I feel like it's the same kind of way I feel when you're like watching uh, Married at First Sight and I see from the first season that they have multiple spin-off shows. And I was like, remember you cried on your wedding day? Remember when you cried <laughs> on your wedding day and now you got kids, you got multiple shows. And I look at Schitt's Creek and I go, oh my God, my babies. It's like my plant babies. It's like my little garden. It's like when I nurse my little peppers uh, up to my nipple and I pretend like the peppers are a baby and then I'm <laughs> um, feeding the peppers. Uh, that's... Scary thing to say, but you know what I mean?
4: I feel I felt the same way. Also, what we do in the shadows also got some very solid recognition, which made me really happy. I I felt like the great got a little robbed. It was only like one thing for the great that I saw. But either way, I am also so excited. I hope it's going to be more. I feel like it's got to be more than just the noms that the show should at least Catherine O'Hara at least, give me give me Catherine O'Hara up on that podium, holding that statue, Please. making that speech, and I'll be happy. Except
3: not up on the podium because it's going to be virtual.
4: Oh right.
3: So from her hum, it's going to be virtual now, which I understand. I mean, I get it. You know, there, why have to move it later on in the beginning? of next year? But isn't this a weird time or am I being crazy? Did has all of this been jumbled up like when they usually release this information?
4: Oh, I have no idea. It always why no no not idea. know what month it is? I am just so unaware of when stuff should get announced and how all the awards happen. I'm always
2: like, "Oh, they're tweeting about the Emmys, okay. I'll look at them go."
4: I also love I love that Annie Murphy is got the nom. That so happy um, Daniel her. Levy not only got the nom for a supporting actor, but also for uh, writing and other things, like specifically for an episode he wrote, I believe, the finale uh, episode. Also, oh. also, also, I didn't realize that Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara are considered the leads and that Daniel and that... Um, Alexis said, "I wonder Art. if they did that
3: in a way to make sure that all of them got nominated. They all got like, nominated. I feel like I don't <laughs> think that they are the leads. Yeah, but I, don't I think they're the leads. I think that is completely a cohesive. It's an uh, ensemble. Know, it's, a cohesive, it's a. They are a family. Yeah,
4: they're all the leads, or they're all supporting. Yes. Like no one is. But anyways, I thought that was kind of funny. But either way, very happy. It's it is funny. It does feel like your child got an A on a math test, and they're really bad at math, or something. You know what I mean? Like." Hey, you're just Yeah, you're, or
2: like you're milking the peppers from your so garden. Yeah. yeah. When you put you're your so nipples proud. in the peppers' mouths. So wait, I have a confession. So recently we were faced with what show to watch next and uh we had it narrowed down to the series Hannibal or Shitt's Creek. And Jackie, I know you identify with my complete aversion to watching comedy. I don't want to watch comedy. I feel I've similar. Seen enough. I get yeah. it. And so I was like, and I was like, I know people love Shits Creek. Jackie and Holden love Shits Creek. People think it's so good. but And both you and I were like, it's a comedy. And so we chose yes. Hannibal. And Hannibal is a lot of fun. And now I've also, in the last week, watched Silence of the Lambs and Red Dragon. And so we're on like a fun Hannibal Yikes. kick. Yikes. Well, it's
3: it's, been, it's been a you, week. Go.
2: you never in the horror world. Look at you. Yeah, Once you pop fun. the fun,
3: don't stop. Neffle over here.
2: But I thought maybe for any listeners who have not watched Schitt's Creek, uh, but are curious, but also might be, I mean, probably most people don't hate comedy like us because we just spent so much time in it. But like, what is so people love it so much? Like, why is it so wonderful? Can I sell what is you? I
4: want to, can I sell you on this? Okay. Because I'm yes. a person good who it. does not like to watch comedy. Okay. Please. I'm the perfect person to sell you on this. Uh, I think, all right, and first, and also, I'm going to throw this out there. Didn't love the first episode. Okay, so okay. so I would say just try, just give it a shot for more than just one episode. All right, so the first episode yes. kind of had trappings of stuff that I'm not a huge fan of. Right, just people being okay. jerks for no reason, you know, and blah 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 blah. Right, so so but what I will say is this: it's it, 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 it though it ha, ha, is laugh out loud funny. At, at points it doesn't feel like it's in your face being a comedy like if okay. anything it's more interesting from a character standpoint it's it's uh-huh. really fun storytelling it, you know what i mean and 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 it's more okay. about like these little things that build up over time that you notice these little character details but i just think it is to say that it's not just like constantly trying to make you laugh in other words, okay. right. It's
3: not a laugh a minute. It's a character build.
4: Yeah, you don't feel okay. you don't feel like you're being bombarded with comedy. like it, it okay. feels like very well balanced. and honestly the when it gets really good, it's both tear jerky and funny. Like, at the same time where you're almost like, is this even a comedy anymore? Okay. You know what I mean? There are
3: many episodes that you don't laugh at all. Yeah. Which is why, it's like things like why I love BoJack Horseman. With that immediately you look and you're like, oh, it's a comedy. It's like, that's not a fucking comedy. I've cried more to BoJack Horseman than I've cried to most television shows. And honestly, (laughs) the same for... Shits Creek because you love them as people because of the way that they're created you look at it and you're like oh it's just rich people not rich anymore okay uh, like I've seen that a thousand times it's so much more than that
4: yeah and okay. and and love I would them. also say for for me and Lexi it was our like I, I would almost call it like a lazy river show. Because it was like our end of the night. I just want to lay uh-huh. on an inner tube on a lazy river and just coast through these lovely people and their fun but never too upsetting conflicts. You know what I mean? Oh, I love like, that. Like I love it's the, that.
2: The, that's a great um, metaphor the lazy river.
4: Yeah, right? It's a great come down show yeah. for Hannibal, even. because And it's also yeah. short. So you can just jump in 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah.
4: And I think that that's the way you kind of look at it. This is my come down show. And we really stretched it out that way. It wasn't something we binged. We just like, we would literally just watch one or two episodes at the end of the night before bed because it was the perfect Mm -hmm. come down from the day just to like kind of Mm -hmm. let you ease you into bed with something just lovely and with no true stakes. As much as it can be tear jerky, it's not because people are dying or anything, it's just sweet. It's when people are really sweet to each other.
2: Oh yeah, you get that's great. Teary eyed. And know also, I mean?
3: and one other person that to add on to this list of people that also hates comedy, but loves Shits Creek, Henry and Natalie. Man, I we finally got them, and they were they were just like we're obsessed with it. Yeah. I they didn't want to be obsessed with yeah, me either. It's great. this is the, the like that's what's the best part about this show is that I understand if you're not into it. I, I mean, I do get it, but I feel like you wouldn't understand me as a person if you really hated this show because of. I'm it. sure they're out there. I've
4: literally <laughs> never seen a person who gave that show a shot and didn't enjoy that show. I've literally uh-huh. and I'm sure they'll let me know this week that they exist. but <laughs> after me saying that, but, I have not met a single person who said a single bad thing about the show. Okay.
3: I mean, I say the same thing about my Yacht Rock playlist, but I just did want to give a quick shout out and a thank you to everyone that listened to my Yacht Rock playlist and talked Dude. about the things that it reminded them of because it definitely reminds me of someone that I lost in the past. And so when I listen to it and, and you're feeling those feelings that I put into it, I just want to say that every time you listen to it, feel the hug from me.
2: Because I put hugs in the in the Spotify playlist. Is that dumb Jackie, to say? I don't. Jackie, care. I have to tell you. So Gideon is firmly in the uh, the generation of X, and uh, so I've been listening to the yacht rock playlist, and he's like, "This is just like." He was like, "Today he said, just listening to this makes me feel like I'm mad
0: at a girl for not liking me. Like it's this." He was like, <laughs> yeah. "This is like the
2: Backstreet Boys to me, you know. Like this is <laughs> transporting me back to that time." <laughs>
3: that makes me so perfectly happy but I know something else that's been making Holden happy that we must discuss how
2: dare
4: you not let me talk about Taylor Swift I am allowing
2: you I am giving you
3: your said platform (laughs) I said I would give you your time Uh, the mic is yours implore your I I need to know your opinion about folklore
4: I can just see the thumbs hovering over that little like skip the next 30 seconds of this podcast but then <laughs> 30 seconds my, well it'll, they'll have to hit it a few times but either way <laughs> taylor said so no we don't even have to dig into it super long it's just fucking great i, I and i love that she molly just, have you listened to folklore
2: yet no, but I the first thing I wanted to do was text Holden, but then I saw him tweeting, and I was like, "All right." And I knew we would talk about it here, but I was so I was more excited for Holden than I was for Taylor Swift. We
4: we went and got champagne for it. <laughs> it dropped. It dropped at midnight. You
2: got champagne. We had That's we so had a, like sweet. a
4: little listening party, Lexi and I. I immediately wanted to put it on again. I put on a few songs that really stood out to me. Like as soon as it was done, it's that kind of album for me. I absolutely loved it. It's like this kind of weird in almost almost indie approach obviously the people behind it uh, she did 11 of the 16 songs with with uh, a guy from the national oh wow i didn't know that and b- how many did he do did she do with bonnie ver too which and bonnie Bear is on one of the tracks because the guy aaron dresner oh. from the national and jack antonoff also did some work on it as well he's you know the one that she's been collaborating with since 1989 but either way yeah so apparently she just like I think, actually, she met Joe Alwyn. Sorry if I get, I'm getting this wrong, but she met Joe Alwyn, I believe, through mutual friends at a national concert. And you're talking about her current beau. Yeah, and the national, I've seen a couple times. I, I've never been like a huge national fan, but I've always appreciated their work and everything. I saw them once at Bonnaroo, oh, and I saw them once open for Arcade Fire, and the they national. were great. And um, But she just hit him up with a text, according to him, saying, just like, hey, do you want to work on some music together? And then sent him... Like a, and he had a bunch of stuff he was working on. And one of my thoughts going into quarantine, one of my like, well, on the brighter side thoughts, I was like, well, at least maybe a bunch of my favorite artists will put out a bunch of cool work because they're stuck at home. And what do prolific artists do? But, Put out a bunch of cool work when they're in a situation or like put, that.
3: put out audiobooks of Model Land and <laughs> Rebels City yeah. and the Story of Lex and Livia that almost no one is asking for. Yeah, this is what we do.
4: And in my case, just pump hundreds of hours into a bunch of mindless video games that I'll never remember in five years. But either way,
2: <laughs> uh, she ends
4: up sending him, I believe, a fully recorded voice memo of uh, all of the lyrics for the song Cardigan, and I think it kind of started there. And that was, if you want to give say something, it, ha- it has a lead single. That would be it, even though it really isn't a single album. It's like a, it's like an indie, low key kind of. I mean, and I think that also speaks towards like the way they had to record it, which was super remotely. So a lot of the songs are very stripped down, feeling and very simple and very small and very quiet and delicate. Um, delicate it's a very
3: back <laughs> it's a very back of the day like OG indie sound that honestly it I was straight up I was cutting my peppers that I had just taken out of the out of the garden and the wind was going through the house and I was cutting up the peppers and I was listening to folklore and I was just like and I had I still had my big sun hat on and I was just like this feels so right, and yeah. then I was just like, Jesus Christ, Jackie, what are fucking, what are you doing, go, ugh, go break something apart, you're be, you're smiling too hard right now, it is definitely something that it's gets into album, your soul,
4: yeah. it, yes, and makes you like, huh <sighs> But it's got some really beautiful, really harrowing, I love the song, Illicit Affairs, which is about cheating, and it just paints that picture so well, and by the way, don't worry guys, uh, I I think I'm pretty sure T Swift and Joe Albin are still perfectly okay. These, these breakup songs. Oh, oh. These breakup songs are fictional or folklore. <laughs> they are about <laughs> fake. They're about <laughs> fake characters and stuff like that. Also, um Last Great American, well, well, I love Last Great American Dynasty, but also the song Um Cardigan and the song um uh betty it, number
3: one is really good too the, the
4: one is amazing but the song betty and the song cardigan like it's it's similar it's the same characters even doing callbacks and interwoven some are saying that the whole album centers it's like around a whole
2: steady album
4: yeah yeah it's got yeah yes. Well, and again you bring up it's like this i hate calling it indie at all because it's not fucking indie it's taylor swift it's not no indie she's album. a huge pop star
3: but this is but it is definitely it's not her usual sound yeah, but, but nice. it's not as
2: bright as her sound. Yeah, because I like her usual sound, but also I love you know it sounds like all the things you're describing make me think of like I'm wide awake, it's morning, and yeah. like you know like that sounds, that sounds nice.
4: It's very nice, and and it's very much like I, well, Lexi even always said it. You know, she she's like, man, every time it's just her and a guitar or just her and a piano, like in concert or whatever. It's always so much, at least for Lexi, so much better. Right, I love her big mm-hmm. pop stuff too, though. But this is an album of that, which I think people were really wanting, like, since Red, you know, essentially. Mm -hmm. Where Red was this in-between point of her more stripped down or her just with the guitar or whatever, and her big pop stuff that she would get more and more into. And And this album's just, in general, like, a more even album is what I'm seeing from the glowing reviews across the board. By the everyone way, everyone
3: really is digging yeah, it, too. I really I've it is the first T-Sway album that I've listened to multiple times. Wow. the Weekend that it came out.
4: Wow. Yeah. I think Molly, you'll actually legitimately like this album. I had another friend of mine. uh uh Shout, shout out to Garen, who was like, I guess she posted on it. So like, I guess I'm a Swifty now. I just like threw on the new album out of curiosity. And like, all of a sudden I'm like crying.
2: Like. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
4: it's a be- it's like. You know, and we could move on and whatever, but I, I just, it's such a cool thing. And the other thing I'll say is just how her own label didn't know she was dropping the album until, like, hours before. She usually makes this big fanfare about her albums. You slowly get tricklings of, like, sing, you know, She there were, like, months of two singles getting released in music videos before Lover dropped. You know what I mean? And I just love that she just said, fuck it, here's the album. Here you go. You know what I mean? So shout out to yeah, Shoutus to Charlie XEX. She put out a great quarantine album. I love these people who are taking this time to bring this kind of joy and this kind of work to the world and it inspires me. I'm like, where is my screenplay? Like that's crazy. Like yeah. I sh- I should have had a screenplay by now and these sorts of things. Well, there's
2: been a lot of tracks. Uh, yeah. It's a pandemic it's a lot there, I, I you, going on. Yeah. We have to no, be okay. No like no like need we have to, to be, be productive. productive.
4: Totally. But yes. I love that some people are, and it helps me when they, when I get something new during this time, when I'm watching a lot of old movies because there's no new movies and I'm catching up on old video games. Cause you know what I mean? So to get something new is just so special right now, you know, when it feels like the whole world has stopped and, so also,
3: yes, it. and talk about soul smiling. We talked about this on Ugh. our episode of Talking TV this week. But Molly, Molly, again, I implore you, Love on the Spectrum is a, yeah, that's what I've heard. It's a beautiful I show. It, love it, it. really okay. is.
4: I'm so mad. It's only five episodes. We finished it last night. We watched four of the five episodes. <laughs> The night before. We were so addicted <laughs> to it. We stayed up. Uh, it was a show. We were like, we were like, fuck it. We're just gonna stay up till 3:30 in the morning. I c I can't I have to see the like I have to watch this.
3: Jeff thought something like big happened because I came in and I had this huge smile on my face, and then he thought the smile was for him, and I was like, No, it's not. It's for love on Spectra.
0: <laughs> Get away I'm from it. Smiling for
3: their love, not ours.
0: Uh.
3: <laughs> I've been a gremlin, okay, guys? <laughs> And then there are times, because you know what, he's had to deal with me for now week three of going through the Britney Spears stuff and talking about uh, towards him every time he comes in the room about how I feel about that. And then there are times he comes into the room and I had just read about Ryan Reynolds, who, you know what? Everything you read about him is very feel good. I, sometimes I get concerned about how feel good someone is because I have a problem trusting people sometimes. But this is actually a really beautiful story. And I got through it because I was reading about Taylor Swift's album, because apparently there's some sort of word out that it is possible that Taylor Swift leaked um, Blake Lively's baby's yes. name because of yeah. the song Betty. But this was because, like, so I clicked on it because of it. talk about worm time, that Ryan Reynolds <laughs> stepped up to help this Vancouver woman try to recover a stolen teddy bear that had, oh God, I was sobbing about this. Uh, I'm not going to cry right now. That uh, <laughs> it was, a, it's one of those Build-A-Bears that has the recordings inside of it. And her mother was dying from cancer and... Before she went to hospice, she recorded in the bear, I love you, I'm proud of you, I'll always be with you. And then the bear got stolen. And it was the
2: last memory she had of her mother. Jackie yeah, he is definitely crying. now. Yeah. I'm crying just watching you talk. It's very moving. Uh, so
4: it's really...
2: Take I'm it away, sorry.
4: Holden. So she had had this recording it of her mother... It on it saying like I love you and all this stuff it's like this recording that she has and you're saying someone it lot you have
3: to say it with purpose
4: yeah someone stole the bag <laughs> which is very upsetting and then she, you know they were just like give us the bag back and it got a lot of attention Ryan Reynolds then offers five thousand dollars to get the bag I don't know so the so today we wake up and there's a video there's a very tear-jerky video of her hugging the bear and saying mama's home and and, you know, that, was, and so she did get the bear back. I don't know if the person – I don't know the nature of the person giving it back, though. I don't know if the $5,000 got paid out. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't really – Also,
3: Zach Braff, take or leave him. I know a lot of people aren't a huge Zach Braff fan, but he also said that he would add $5,000 to the return of the bear. Right. Which, again, I know there are much bigger things that they should be putting their money towards right now, and I'm aware there are much bigger issues right now. But there's just something about the small thing of somebody – Looking at anyone saying, hey, I can help you at least get the word out and that kind of thing that really does bring a smile to my heart that we need right now. Even just these little microcosm stories of positive things, because, again, what we all need to be doing is trying to be mask face of trying to like put positive energy from eyes to eyes to other people. I feel like every person I see, I try to like make eye contact with and do like the the eyebrow smile. So that they can see like <laughs> yeah, I'm, the I'm just so they can feel my positive energy. And I'm trying desperately to put a little bit more positive personal energy out there. So it's these kind of stories that we need to remind ourselves that everybody is just people. And me on your screaming about the idea of celebrity culture, they are still just people at the end of the day. And this was a nice thing to do.
4: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Absolutely. I, I should also say, if you, if we didn't exactly say what it was, Love in the Spectrum is about people with autism, on the autism spectrum, trying to date and uh, trying to, like, figure that out and... Um, it's just a very sweet. It, it's very. It's hard to describe why it brings so much joy because it's unscripted.
3: Uh, it, I think that it is part of it that I truly
4: because it's also it's a Brit, it's a British show. Yeah, they're so genuine, and it's. Brit- oh, I'm sorry. It's, I'm I don't sorry, think it's about, an
3: Australian show. Or Australia, Australian. I don't.
4: I think of it what didn't have that charm with with the dialect and everything too, and the and the cuteness of the way the show. But also, it doesn't feel exploitative per se. That's I,
3: really what it is. I think it's because yeah, it's not American. That it doesn't question. feel
4: exploitative at all. Uh, you root for these people. And I would say it, maybe someone could make the argument that it is exploitative or whatever. But I will say it made me want to go learn a lot more about autism. So and and I think it does serve that purpose. And you really root for them and you want them to find love so badly. And it just also reminds you like, God, dating is so fucking hard. Now, let's get these people to date who have. Horrible social cue uh, uh, issues. Skills. awareness issues, or and
3: people that have w- had to work hard at to, having to, social to have awareness them and, and you see
4: how God, how hard it is.
3: Dating just already to, sucks.
4: It sucks, and then and then to see them and and I, I, you know, I don't use this word often because people misuse it all the time. But like these people are fucking brave, man. Like I don't know how yeah. else to describe it. Like you just feel like they're just so incredible to 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 have the the courage. To meet a person in public and through their disability still attempt to get to know each other and try to find someone that they can share a life with, uh, you know, and, and yeah, and, and, and you also meet amazing um, parents and, and family structures that make you want to cry and stuff because there just seems so, like such incredible people.
3: Because it's difficult. You work with kids, Molly. I mean, it's like, I know that you're aware. It's like, it is, it is something that, well, sorry. We talked about this on Talking TV, but Molly, you should definitely watch the show. I think that you would really enjoy it. I think that it would bring a smile yeah. to you. So soul. I just wanted
4: to explain to people what it was. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. No, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. It's on Netflix. I'm excited to
2: watch it and also cuz I think there's been a, a a generally like pretty terrible portrayal of people with autism mm. on TV shows, you know? Um mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's all just kind of like magical and like it's really also dehumanizing very one- or very one-sided of like you just can not right. talk to them. It's like right,
4: that's right, not yes. right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: No. And there's like yeah, there's so much like yeah, there's so much like um Depth there that should, that I think, um, you know, stories that could be told um, in a more kind of way. Every person is different. Every story is different.
4: They're in a different part of the spectrum, too. And I think that really, you see that when they're forced to get to know each other as strangers. And you're just like, wow, there's so, yes, this is all the same kind of thing, but there's so much nuance here that people don't realize.
2: Yes. Cool. Alright, I'm putting it on the list. After Hannibal.
4: There you go. After
3: Hannibal. <laughs> it is what a what a way to end Hannibal. And something else that I do I've been meeting to discuss on the show, and I think that it's something that we should talk about is the incident that happened concerning Megan the stallion that mm. happened a couple weeks ago. That is something that is not really being discussed very openly. Right now, and I think that it's something that we should really bring up of the fact that Megan The Stallion was shot twice. Right?
4: Yeah, in her feet. She had to get a couple. Yes, earlier this month. Yeah.
3: Yes. So, rapper Tony Lenez allegedly shot at Megan The Stallion and her friend Kelsey Nicole after the three argued at a party. This was in L.A. And there's no information out about the incident. That had occurred until they so people were talking about it. People were talking about it. No one was bringing it up in like there's no huge articles about it. No one is. It's not at the forefront of any discussions right now. And until now, Megan The Stallion came on Instagram live to openly talk about what happened to her. And she said, I was shot in both of my feet and I had to get surgery to get that shit taken out, get the bullets taken out. And it was super scary. And she's crying in this Instagram live video of talking about what she had to go through and what she went through and essentially being treated as if, well, what did you do to deserve it? Yeah. Well, what and it's coming from it at a point where, no, this is such a bigger conversation, especially with the with the social changes that are happening right now that this needs to be a part of the conversation this is violence against against a black person that is that no one is even bringing up this is on top of the fact that we have all of the memes with you know arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor which that even hasn't been dealt with I I, I know we shouldn't get too far into this because I do want to I want to talk to you guys about this and hear how you feel about it.
4: Yeah, I I think you know if you watch the Instagram video, uh, she's she's in tears, and I think the big thing too was that people, not just, um, were like. Uh, saying stuff like that to her, but also trying to make a big fun joke out of it all. Like, and making right. jokes. Yeah, Tegan. that's the thing. It was like yeah,
3: treated
2: Christy like Tegan. it was this laughable... Making jokes about what happened was like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Right. It was like this laughable thing as opposed to like violence against women, like you said, Jackie. Mm-hmm. And violence against black women specifically.
4: And it was just clearly was not um, uh, a funny situation for her. And yeah. yeah, and
3: Chrissy Teigen, she apologized afterwards, but she had put out a tweet of, like, I have a Megan the Stallion joke, but it needs to be twerked on. And it was about the situation that had it happened. It's like, a woman was shot. yeah, right? A human being was shot. And all right. you're doing is making jokes about it. And I think that maybe being embroiled in all of the Britney Spears, I keep calling it my Brit brain right now, of looking how at how the media portrays Things that occur in celebrity culture and how it is either chosen as something that like, oh, well, we're going to put this into the let's joke about it category yeah. or let's not discuss it when it comes to the the conservatorship of Britney Spears or, you know, things like that that are being brought to light now that have never really been talked about to an extent where it's like they even bring up the idea of Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown's relationship and it's like what about what was happening to Whitney Houston all those years right what about all of that that everyone knew was happening but nobody did anything to save her and it is but there's also the point where it goes so far to the other end of social justice warriors online that think that what they are saying what they are doing matters the most and that's not enough or it's pushing people into a hole uh, of like free, Brit- hashtag free Britney, which we'll talk about on our last episode next week of Britney Spears. It, that also your ideas of what you think are helping, I don't think are. And it's scary when you have, we have this wealth of knowledge on the Internet now that we think we know everything that's happening in every situation and we don't. We don't know these people. We don't know what Megan The Stallion was going through when she got shot. All we knew was that someone was shot and that the person should be held accountable that did it. And it shouldn't be a joke.
2: Bringing up Whitney is a good point, though, because I think especially with pop culture stuff, like I think that there is like a kind of the intersection of like casual racism and casual sexism, where it's just like, oh, this rapper got shot in the feet, lol. And it's at or you know like oh Whitney Houston what a mess lol, Bobby Brown lol and like like the kind of yeah the the it and the kind of like just very like gradual and casual dehumanizing of certain celebrities I mean all mm-hmm. celebrities you know we've been talking for the last few months about like we don't have a ton of tears to shed for a lot of celebrities right now because they're, like, super rich, quarantined in their wonderful homes with their lovely staff. But but then I think that, like, the Megan the Stallion thing is, like, the other side of that, where it's like, this woman just got when shot. violence. Chrissy, yeah, exactly, right. And Chrissy Teigen's like, ha like, a rapper got shot. And, like, so I think that there is, like, a very good, I think that that is a very cogent connection to make between her and Whitney. Not knowing, I don't know much about Megan the Stallion at all, but, like, I think that the, the, the what they have in common there, right, is, like being black women whose, like, pain isn't taken seriously. Right. That or Hayden Panettiere,
3: who was openly, and and it was something that we had been reading about for years, in a physically, truly, brutally, emotionally, and physically abusive relationship with the man that, the the dude just kept getting arrested. Everyone's like, man, she's getting beat up
2: again, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. What do you... And like, honestly, even the like, I mean, I think the Rihanna thing is like maybe in a different category because that obviously did get a lot of attention, like the Rihanna and Chris Brown thing. But it also got memed, right? I feel like as soon as something gets kind of like, you know, things Mm -hmm. just kind of get one dimensional after it's like, oh... Chris Brown, woman beater, Bri- Yes, Brianna. and also really what it was is they made I mean, that jokes is about, that about her <laughs> for
3: getting back, they're getting back together with him, and it was the jokes that were made. It's like, yeah, that is right. an abusive cycle that she was trapped inside of. There's a fucking right. difference. Right, There's right, a difference. Right, 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 Watch Sleeping with the Enemy, for God's sakes. <laughs> not to describe, not that that is the same thing, but sorry, I don't really have... Anywhere I'm going with this I just wanted to bring it up Please read into what happened to Megan The Stallion yeah. and, and, ta- and it is just I
4: will say for the record Taylor Swift is also a victim somehow
3: Sure, sure, sure Scooter Braun I know professionally Her songs are Somehow I'll figure out how she is But
4: she's <laughs> But yeah, definitely check out that Instagram post I think for Megan The Stallion Because she really shows her emotion there And shows Shows her true self in a lot of ways like in a good, and, and and puts it in perspective.
3: And also I really dug her music before, but I had never really looked into who she was as a person. And she's fucking fighting every day yeah. to do what she wants she's to do. She's also talking about
4: how in that Instagram story, she's like, I lost my both my parents. I have to to fight for myself so fucking hard all my life. Yeah. And this shit, and I have to deal with this shit from people.
3: And then people making fun of her. When I
4: was getting, like, while I'm in the middle of getting, like, surgical operations done on my fucking feet, I got people online treating this like a meme. Oh, okay.
3: And then also you have to go to the hospital in the middle of a fucking pandemic. So on top of everything else, when L.A. is a fucking hotbed of nightmare right now.
4: Yeah, whatever. (laughs)
3: But, like, whatever. Yeah.
4: But whatever, because... This
3: bitch needs a hot dog. (laughs)
4: Whatever, because Louis Tomlinson's baby from One Direction is not real, apparently.
3: What? Great. Fantastic.
4: This has always been in, like... I'm I'm starting to hit some... uh, a bit of a bedrock here on the celebrity conspiracies, yeah. but this is one that I that's, love.
3: I like what you're scratching up. This
4: though. is listed in all the main like these are the craziest celebrity conspiracies. Like I get it, Katy Perry, Javadi Ramsey. but but uh, apparently Louis <laughs> Tomlinson. <laughs> baby is uh, considered by many to not be real so let's get into it L- Louis Tomlinson is an English singer songwriter and television personality who rose to fame in the boy band One Direction which was formed after auditioning after he auditioned for the singing competition The X Factor and he didn't win as a solo but they put him together with these other boy toys and the toys they like to make noise And then the they do like to make noise like to make out sometimes there's a long running fan theory that he is in a relationship with Harry Styles it is a rumor they Ow. have both heavily denied they refer to the duo as larry stylinson and we'll it's watch a real the thing tape,
3: though i definitely watch the tape <laughs>
4: but either way in july of 2015 it was reported that tomlinson was expecting a baby with 23 year old stylist brianna youngworth uh on the 21st of january in 2016 they welcomed their son freddie rain into the world or did they?
2: Dun dun dun. That's my kid's name. Right? Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
4: so you're the one who has Hell the true yeah, baby. Molly. Um, That's
2: my baby. <laughs> fans,
4: fans believe that. Do you want another one, Molly? Is I'll that right? Another, another baby.
2: <laughs> That's my, my children baby. are Freddy, Freddy, and Zelda
4: <laughs> Fans believe that Jungworth is not real And that she was created by Tomlinson's management team Which they based on her Twitter activation date They believe she's actually a blogger named Rose Ellen All of the couple's paparazzi run-ins are believed to be pre-planned To sell mm. that they were dating Jungworth <gasps> confirmed her pregnancy before the 12-week mark most wait for five. That's when you know she's a fake human being. The tattoos on some of the photos of Tomlinson with his son uh, don't seem to match up. What about the with...
3: tattoos on the baby? Do the baby yes. does it have any tattoos? His
4: ex marks the spot on his stomach is still oh, on there. Oh, okay. All right. So the baby is real, just the mommy is fake. Exactly. No, no, no. They say the baby is maybe a doll. Also, they claim that Freddie looks all too similar to a lifestyle YouTuber's videos and that his eyes are closed a lot and his feet look rigid. Therefore, he must be a doll. <gasps> wow. And, and the pics are in black and white to cover up the Photoshop job, they say. But this is the most damning evidence right here. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Yes. Not long before the birth, at a live show, Louis's on stage. You see him. He's got a baby doll. He apparently throws the baby doll into the audience. <laughs> And screams, "It's not real!" <laughs> uh, going, going, back, just, just that. Oh my
3: God! <laughs> it <laughs> has
4: to be true. How do you deny that as being
0: absolute evidence? How do you deny it? <laughs> it's how not do you deny real? it? <laughs>
4: I will say, to go back to the Megan The Stallion issue situation, this, of course, has made Louie and Brianna incredibly upset. They've of both, course. They've both spoken up about how upsetting it is that a bunch of people think their baby isn't real. They're very, <laughs> very, very... <laughs> Is but about as opposed, it.
3: but at the same time, there's no violent, like unless the yeah. baby, if the if the joke was the baby was real that they throw into the audience, then we wouldn't be joking yeah. about it. But it is, um,
2: that this is, is
3: du- like this is just dumb. I also is so this, dumb. This, this, uh,
2: the difference is also right. It's not only like individual violence, but like structural violence, right? Like, like with with Megan the Stallion, we're talking about racism and sexism. With this, it is yeah. like <laughs> celebrity gossip is terrible, but this is just like. Funny and not not going to offend anyone. This is just dumb. larger I structural. I love that it's violence. also
4: just based around the fact that they. They refuse to believe that he's not gay and with Harry Styles. Like that is the other, that's the real yeah. basis of this. So she must
3: be fake, and
4: the baby is also like they're fake. so mad that he's not <laughs> Harry Styles' lover. They just can't handle it. Like
3: <laughs> I understand. I'd also like to watch the tape, sure. but I'm not going to force anyone to love each other. Right, right.
4: So what do you guys think? I mean, I think the baby doll in the audience and screaming it's not real to a bunch of fans. I just I can't deny that. I think this baby is a fake. <laughs> fake. All
2: right.
3: I think also I'm putting the fake stamp on my jury papers and I think that the baby is also fake.
4: All right. Molly,
2: I got to go with all babies named Freddy are real in my experience. So oh, I got to I got vote it. real. All right. I get it. I get it. I understand.
4: There you go. You wait
3: till you meet my baby pepper, Freddie, and you're gonna be like, well, Jackie, <laughs> that is a jalapeno. I don't think it can nurse from your nipple. I'm like, Molly, wait, Molly, Jackie, you don't said... put a
2: jalapeno on your nipple. Have you ever chopped jalapenos and then taking your contacts out? Oh my god. I still. My problem is. I don't
3: think I touch my crotch that much until I slice a habanero. Yeah. The second and I'm just like, How why am I touching my crotch? I need to put more underpants on if I wanna to touch my crotch this much.
2: Yeah, yeah. PSA. Also, there was a very hilarious tweet about the same thing happening with somebody who had been to a protest where there had been pepper spray, and then she went home and masturbated. <laughs> oh my! She was like, God. "I'm in terrible pain. Don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I, that would definitely happen to me. I'm de- it doesn't
3: because it doesn't matter. You can't get the get it off. What is it? siacin Sinsin, Sinsin. Yeah, can't get
2: it off. So. Cap-a-son? Masturbate responsibly you can't if get you're it protesting. Off.
3: Uh, Well, that is a great PSA. And also, again, you know, I refuse to put little gloves on, though, when I'm chopping up my habaneros. I refuse to. Mm. I'm going to kill my own babies, and they're going to feel my flesh. (laughs) But now it's time for the list. Oh, Oh, who's who's on on the list? Jackie, you got to have that list. Ooh, this one's got some fun ones on it. We are talking 31 famous people who have unknown
4: talents. Uh Uh-oh.
3: I was immediately sucked in because of this beautiful picture of Shaq. Shaq is a trained police officer and has been a deputy in just about every city he's played basketball for. He's also a part of an Ohio task force protecting kids from pedophiles and travels back and forth when he can to help catch online creepers. So I was thinking about this because we didn't get to this article about ICP joining forces with the dude that hosts to catch a predator to catch the shitty fucking DJ predator together, which made me really smile and realize, oh, no, are the true uh, are some of the true heroes of this quarantine ICP, which I'm (laughs) scared. Free to say
4: so, I actually what's funny, Jackie, when you we were having tech issues before a pop history recently, I was I ended up watching this podcast while I was waiting for you guys to get stuff together, so I was like that keyed into it because it was live when I watched it. Like, I was oh, with the Chris Hansen ICP thing, yeah, yeah, and also, um, you're talking about Davey Vanity from the music group Blood and the Dance Floor, and that actually has been a worm time hole I have gone down. This was years ago, we've known about this. And I like the to just explain a little bit more, like the music itself is made for like 13-year-old girls yeah. that are kind of having you know, it's like it's made for 13-year-old girls that are like having their bad girl phase. And it's tailored. I listened to some it's of it and it even
3: made me feel I was like, I'm too old. It's to be so gross.
4: To this. And and I, I don't even want to say what he's I've watched videos of him on stage trying to get girls in the audience to flash him saying really gross sex stuff. It is a room filled with just young girls. So the whole thing is disgusting from it's not even just like he makes music that's one thing and then he's doing no 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 like the, his whole effort is around like grooming like and it's so obvious it's so out in the open and everybody or not everybody but so many people who were fans of his you can't be a fan of his unless you're like a young teen like it's music it is just not music for people older than that like it's really immature it's really like it's it's just made for for that demographic and you and 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 all these fans have stories like it is mind-numbing how many people have and now the fbi is researching it and that is so anyways just to just explain what's going on with that a little bit in terms of because i have read I have just gone deep on this one, and that was like a long time ago. And just sitting, I remember I I got I went way deep on it back when I had a day job, like that long ago. And Damn. and and I'm just sitting in my office chair, just being like, who? We got to get this guy. Like, why is he why, still performing? Is he a like? Everyone has a story. Like, there's no one. It's not you know. Uh. It's, it's insane. And and so yeah, it is just so and. Just the guy is so gross and the band what is... What is his
3: name again? So if you want to go down your own d- horrible, disgusting quarantine worm time, what is this
4: dude's, is so so name again? It's so obnoxious, Davey Vanity, but it's D-A-H-V-I-E. V-I-E, and right? The, yeah. And the group Ugh. is blood on the dance floor and it is just the worst. And it is just so, it, it's so weird and gross and horny and like, but for young people, it's just so, everything about it's so bad.
3: But also speaking of weird and gross and horny, vanilla ice was the sixth fastest jet skier oh. in the world.
2: <laughs> this is a Didn't talent. I like though? my lead in. That was a great lead-in. I I feel like Shaq being a, a a traveling cop is like a job, but not a talent. This is a true talent. True
3: talent. This was in the 90s after his ice ice baby fame had died down. He attained his rank quickly and landed a sponsorship deal with Kawasaki. Now, I this is also as someone that has watched way too much of the ice uh of the uh vanilla ice Amish reality show that really I watch it only out of hate. And I'm mad of how much that I watched it because um but you know what he's still going, and I guess good for him I've never really read anything bad
2: about him Yeah I don't know if we have canceled vanilla ice or not but I'll give it a tentative good for him Let's do a tentative <laughs> good for very him scared. but also one very
4: that is another
2: tentative good for him is Vin Diesel who is a game designer Oh uh,
4: yeah I know That's this. a full on
2: good for him I love Vin Diesel he's I think big, he's fantastic
4: Big old nerd Big D&D nerd, and I've known this for some time, and it made me like him he a
2: lot. He has
3: played D&D for over 20 years and opened his own gaming development house to create a Riddick-based game. Now, um, Holden, you're a game person. Have you heard of any of that? Because I, I know that Riddick, This is that's from the Triple X franchise, correct?
4: Uh, I don't. I, Chronicles of Riddick, I do know it actually had a video game entry that was surprisingly good, considering, like, it was...
3: Am I wrong? I don't really know too much about... I don't him think himself. it... I, maybe
4: in the triple... I don't know. I haven't seen those. I, I love Fast and the Furious now... But back when those movies were coming out, I was uh, like a big old snob about that kind of thing. I would totally oh, watch triple so X today.
3: Fun. I would totally uh, watch triple X today.
4: But I know Riddick is like a sci-fi thing, so it's like a sci-fi. Oh no,
3: triple. I'm sorry. I apologize. Triple X is very different.
4: Yeah, very different. Right? I was wrong. Riddick, Riddick is. I guess
3: all I know about Vin Diesel is my sister had this huge poster of Vin Diesel over her bed from triple x that because she thought that vin diesel was like the hottest dude of all time and i'm saying this when my sister was in her late 20s early 30s yeah jess i'm calling you out right now
2: <laughs> You had a poster of vin diesel in your room way too late i should i should put a poster of a guy in my room <laughs> well, who's in your room no, I don't. But I'm I'm in my early to mid 30s. I can put a if if it's not too late, I'll put a poster of Jason Statham in up? my Jason room. Jason
4: Statham, there you go. You gonna go. do
2: Jason Statham in the in the style of Vin Diesel? <laughs> oh,
3: please, please do. But I don't know if maybe you might want to pop a picture of Roger Ebert up there because Pulitzer <laughs> Prize winning film critic Roger Ebert wrote soft porn screenplays. He partnered with Russ Meyer, a man known for his sexploitation films, on Beyond mm. the Valley of the Dolls, Up, and Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens.
4: <laughs> That's great.
3: That's got to be so much fun to be yeah. able to have, like, because he's got the money, so he can do whatever he wants to do. And I would love to write softcore porn screenplays if I ever took, you know, like a screenwriting class or like knew anything about screenwriting, which I don't. I know it's very difficult all on its own. But he knew so
2: much about movies. Why the hell not put it to good use? Yeah, that's a big, big old
4: good for him. And Russ Meyer is like a renowned. classic like it was like back when porn was at all trying to be given like real attempts at legitimate filmmaking and Russ Myers got some fun stuff
3: and I'm going to pop down for our last one because I was just talking about Mike Rowe the other day. Are you guys obsessed with Mike Rowe? Dirty jobs? I like
4: him. I got no yeah, I nothing like him. against him. I love his whole deal, you know? Daddy,
3: daddy, 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 daddy. He's a dirty daddy and he likes to do the work. But he also likes to sing because Mike Rowe is an opera singer high trade. He wanted to get into acting, but needed to join the union, but couldn't join the union without acting experience. Opera was his solution.
2: This is the thing about, like, a lot of reality stars are actually, like, very sadly, like, aspiring Actors, right? Like the, um, the main, I'm thinking about the Property Brothers. They're both aspiring actors. Of course. But also, again, if you
3: are listening to this and you are putting together a reality show right now, let me know. I will be on it. Please, <laughs> I will throw away any kind of dreams of ever possibly acting in anything. I would love to be the host of a reality
4: show. I, can I just throw out this entry though? Country music legend Kenny Rogers was the lead singer for a psychedelic hippie band called First Edition. So, in other words, not only was Kenny Rogers a musician, he was also a musician. A musician. A musician. <laughs> oh, musician! Well what condition?
3: What condition was in. So Yeah, yeah, oh yeah! I mean, he's a great music. I, you know how I feel about Kenny James Lipton from
4: Inside the Actors Studio wrote the theme to Thundercats. Now I've what? heard it. <laughs> I think I'm going to circle back to this
3: list because it's got a lot of fun stuff on it's it. It's
4: got some fun stuff on here, but that was the Kenny Rogers one can go fuck itself.
3: <laughs> Whoa. Well, I I was skipping around. Some of them are not as uh Some of them, some are, of them are not as much fun. You know. Wait, I'm
4: having a hard time seeing the list anymore. I, I What? Oh no wait, I can see it. No wait, no. I I oh? think I'm going oh. Juke blind. blind items. Oh, oh we, can't we can't see, see them. them. Oh my god! I just I thought I was holding a pencil and and I. All right, wait, no, I don't. I'm not actually dropping that. Okay, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm so. It's the. It's that part of the podcast when we're so hot
3: that we have no idea I'm what's so going hot. on anymore. I was gonna yeah, so, so try it, to make some weird joke when
4: I like broke my <laughs> penis, but I was like, what am, "What am I talking about? What does that mean? Why would I say I'm that?" I'm still alive. Oh, wait.
3: <laughs> I'm still alive. By the way,
4: by the way, I, I will never do the celebrity conspiracy that is on every list that is Stevie Wonder can actually see because that is I so. Think it's so insulting.
3: It is so true. <laughs> like, it makes me so angry. <laughs> That is, that, is, that is that is offensive. I think that that part of it is offensive. But it's also, if, it is, if, he is, if he is,
4: if he can see, good on him. <laughs> oh yeah, you're fucking killing it. If you can't, they're see. like, look how you good really he's, he's, he's able to walk to the piano in this one video. You're
1: like, that's not
3: a thing. That's anyway, not right. a thing. He's professionally <laughs> blind. His life is professionally <laughs> blind.
4: All right, but either way, here we go. We'll talk uh, uh, other blind items. The tall illiterate model is really taking advantage of the success of the A plus lister's record sales with these new photos on social media.
2: literate model.
4: Model. Uh, who's the? Per- I mean, who's the person who just released an album? Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, but she-
2: that's
3: not illiterate.
4: Now, here's a celebrity conspiracy I definitely want to talk about next week, and that is that Taylor Swift had a relationship with a model. An alliterate model. Do you know who I'm talking about? I, I'll That's just,
3: two vowels, right? T-
4: no, no. Alliterate means that both their names start with the same letter. Like if my name was Holden hick ah,
2: Alliterative.
4: Um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, I think
2: I was thinking of consonants. I
4: don't know. Do you How I, well do you know your models? Do you know your Victoria's Secret models? Do you want me to just tell you the name of the model?
2: It is I don't know my Victoria's Secret panel
4: Carly Kloss. And this is like, dude, talk about Never in my wildest dreams. Wildest like dreams. Uh, oh. uh, so so <laughs> there is such a worm time hole that you can go down when it comes to the speculation about these two having a relationship. There's they're very touchy-feely in like photos and videos and stuff. there's many songs purported to be written about Carly Kloss. They had a big falling out at one point, but hours after Taylor Swift's album announcement, which features her, the cover of which features her looking up at a very tall tree, Carly Kloss posted a picture on her Instagram of her hugging a very tall tree that looks exactly like the tree in the photo with the caption, happy place. And people think that that is another signaling to to a to, uh, uh, tip of the cap to their Man. uh lesbian
0: They've relationship. They've
3: got the time, don't they? People just have got the time. To be like tree.
0: Also <gasps> oh, tree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who's, I mean, it's a pandemic. We
0: can't do anything else.
3: Who's
2: taking the photos of trees? <laughs> it's the same day.
4: <laughs> but anyways, they have a lot of it is there is crazy documentation on this that i might bring in for the next celebrity conspiracy either way moving along did i ever tell you the story about the coke mom from about a decade ago she had to wear a wig for almost an entire year after her hair caught on fire from a candle as she was bending down to do some lines of coke she didn't even notice her hair was on fire until she finished the three lines
2: Her hair is on fire. I will say as someone that
3: smoked very heavily for a long time, I've definitely burned the fuck through my hair
4: many Uh, times uh, without noticing. Oh, for sure. But But.
3: we are talking, we're talking a movie actress. We're talking a TV
4: actress whose show did recently get a revival, I believe, on Netflix and had some drama surrounding it. her and her, a castmate of hers that I think we even talked about in A Blind Item the Alley? No, similar kind of vibe, though, a little bit. Lisa Kudrow. Fuck you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about the comeback that way. She's so thin.
4: Way. I just, I don't know. No, it's not Lisa Kudrow. It's her. It, she's in a show. It's about her being fun with, like, a gay guy. Which is fun and everyone. Deborah Messing. Yes, Deborah Messing.
2: That was a big, big. hit. He's mean and she's everybody mean. knows. She's it got now. that
4: cocaine energy, so I believe this one. Okay. She does oh, have cocaine energy. The big, anger. big cocaine energy. She's got big cocaine energy. for I she.
3: shouldn't even say that she's mean, but my problem is that I've definitely gone down she's my worm mean? times of her relationship with Megan Mullally, and yes, I that's why I was I get very to. upset because I'm just like, and, and in my brain, which this probably should, I shouldn't even say this aloud. Megan Mullally could can do no yeah. wrong because I'm obsessed with her I don't. Yeah. Gotta side
4: with Megan
2: Mullally over Deborah Messing. And locals. her
4: husband. I just don't mm. see them being the bad guy. You know what I mean? When, whenever you're like, yeah. here, you're a friend of two different couples and you're hearing each side of the story because they're having an issue, and you're like, yeah, but just this couple just isn't fucking shitty. You know what I mean? But yeah. you guys are kind of shitty. You know
3: what I mean? Yeah. Any couple that yep. can do a Broadway show together as just the two of them. Yeah. They've got to be good. In not only podcast. good people, but can get along. Like, yeah, they're they're doing great. Yeah,
4: I just I don't buy it, but who knows? Everyone's secretly an asshole, right? And She's a Cokehead. Either way, enough of these filthy Cokeheads. This is a funny one to end on. I feel like I I, I feel like I do too many on this person, but this was a funny one. The permanent A-list everything in her mind did her best. Do you know who I am routine, but it didn't do any good. She even threatened and begged, but still did no good. People standing up to a celebrity is a good thing. Um she yeah, I didn't really give you anything. She's from the block. Oh, you are so
3: anti J Lo, little bitch. Why <laughs> you are, are so anti J
4: Lo? Why do you hate J Lo? Well, she's she's Starbucks, but either way, this she's is just not really Starbucks. Honestly, I'm You're I'm Starbucks. starving for good for good ones, and it's all just like Kanye. It's because nobody
3: leaves the house. Yeah, it's,
4: it's like the same. Yeah, it's or, 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 or it's too dark, or it's fucking you know um what's his putz the the guy with the who didn't kill himself. It, it's all that stuff and like it's like god but anyway, this is a funny one I, I but but yes there was an article jennifer lopez looks stony faced when she is left stranded in the hamptons after her dune buggy gets towed away for failing to have a parking permit on the beach she and her entourage parked three vehicles without permits at Meccox Beach in Bridgehampton. Lopez and her family all allegedly drove straight past attendants who were checking permits and parked up. And then they towed her ass and she was like, but I'm JLo." lo They're like, yeah, but you need a permit, girl. And so they towed <laughs> her to a Buggy. And I think it's very funny. I love JLo, lo by the way. I'm so sorry for her being... I think it's because all of her fucking blind items are like innocent and funny so actually it's a testament to how great <laughs> no it is very fun that she's got like, no, man 100%. tied up in her workout you know what I mean it's all yes. like the dumbest and, and the silliest so uh, I. I how, about,
2: how about this oh my doom buggy's all I have Dune buggy's what you had, baby girl. Now it's getting towed. And now it's getting towed. You'll be I needing like that dune buggy, but too bad. I love it's a, it I love it, it's a dune
4: buggy, too. I don't think it would have been <laughs> f- as funny if it wasn't a dune buggy, right? That's kind of what yeah, makes it. I
2: love it. <laughs> yeah, she deserves it, probably. Yes, I'm sure. It's like I feel like it's either that kind of
3: stuff, or back and forth of like, she must be a vampire, or or, or doing so. It's like because yeah. there's also those conspiracy theories, like yeah. she looks too
4: good, she's two fifty
3: one It's like she's a right, witch. Well, she's just been really rich for a very long time. It's it's a different thing. I will also
4: say, in her defense, if I was as rich and famous with her as her, and my dune buggy was getting taken away for something as dumb as not having a permit. I also would be like, yo, what's up? I'm Holden McNeely from the, you
2: Do you, you know, know who I am?
4: The oh, podcast. They, w- they would
3: just tow your buggy even harder and faster. Yeah. <laughs> be like, oh, the one that thinks J-Lo is Starbucks? <laughs> tow him away, boys. <laughs> also,
4: also, yeah, I, if, if that didn't work, I would even get meaner. I'd be like, I'm going to kill your fucking family if you don't. F-
3: no, yeah. Holden. <laughs> I'll say
4: stuff like that, too. I'd get You're bad. scary now. Yeah, I need a conservator. <laughs> I definitely I need a conservatorship, had, but we'll baby get into
2: girl, that. girl, I'm what you had. Man, Molly! I'm Why? sorry. You got St. Elmo's Fire in my head for the week. All I can do is get that Lo, LL Cool J song in your head. Dude, though, fucking straight up, how great is St. Elmo's Fire? How it's great is so that good. song as a pump-up song? It, it's such a sleeper. Like, I didn't ever, I had heard it a million times, but then I, when I'm listening to it, I'm like, key change! <laughs> I can, uh, you know, it's just so yes. good.
4: <laughs> Tea change, baby. I did have a song pop into my head the other day for this part of the show, so let me do that. I can see again. I can see again, I can see see again. I can see see again. again.
0: I was blind for a long, long
4: time. But now I see again, I'm feeling fine, I can Ooh. see again. All right, I'll stop. Anyways, that, that pops in my head I'm randomly. also
2: mad at Jackie for getting, um, for because of your damn rock, yacht rock list, getting my love reinvigorated for the song. It's all coming back to me. Who knew That's that that so is such a good. moving song? <laughs> it's
3: so good. I'm it's excited. So good. Actually, I forgot that there was another song that I've been... Truly obsessed with off of my yacht rock playlist, but I'm gonna start it start next week's episode by singing it because it's becoming a problem. Like I'm so obsessed with listening to it. Yeah, I'm teasing.
4: Hell yeah. All right. But that's the end of our show for now. Yeah, we're done. That's it. I
3: love you guys so much. Thank you so much for coming on board, listening to our Hemming and Han. We are having a great time. We are smiling in between the frowning, but then sometimes you get in the (laughs) bath and then sometimes you milk your peppers with your nipple and I'm just obsessed with this image and I'll never let it go. You can follow me on Instagram at JackThatWorm, and this is the week that we're going to be rounding up our Rebel City of Indra, the Story of Lex and (laughs) Livia audiobook on our Patreon. However, I will say it is our final decision, and you guys helped make it, and thank you so much for voting on our Patreon, that I will be starting soon on the Twilight audiobook. I have never read it before. I have never seen any of the movies before. I know almost nothing about it except for, like, the memes. And I'm really excited to just start this journey with you guys.
4: It's beautiful. And I am excited to let you know about my Twitch stream that i actually taken the week off from this week, but normally, Friday nights with Jackie, 6pm, Jack and twitch.tv forward slash Ho. check it out. Also patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. I'm just going to say it. That's it.
2: And my name is Molly Neffel. I am MJKLCat on Instagram. We love you guys so much. Be safe out there. Be well. Put a smile on your face and we will talk
3: to you next week. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody.
1: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.
1: The legends are true! Overwhelming
0: power! Sauce of destiny! Yes!